Welcome to the Conscious Living Show with your host, Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce, and her husband, Dr. Mark Pierce. The health of your sex life reflects the health of other aspects of your life. While this may not be the only factor, it certainly contributes to the degree you'll enjoy a well-rounded, healthy, happy, sexy life. Now, here is Dr. Nancy and Dr. Mark. Well, good morning. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show, and Mark and I are back in Southern California in the midst of our crazy remodel. Excellent work going on here. Yeah. So today we're talking about why see a sex doctor? Because I get that question a lot. You know, people like, well, what's the difference between a sex doctor and a sex therapist or a sex doctor and just going to my regular doctor? Or why can't I just look it up on the internet? Well, there might not be very much information out there on sex doctors. That's true. That's true. Well, and I think a lot of people don't even know the term sexology or what is a sexologist. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that too. Sex doctor, doctor of sexology, same thing. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Well, I would think that uh, maybe you would want to see a sex doctor because you want to have more sex. Well, that, that could be true. Or better sex. Better sex could be true, too. Or some sex. Or, so, or any sex. <laughs> yeah, so any sex will do, right? Yes, absolutely. So is there such thing as bad sex? Uh, yes. Yes? Yes, I think so. Yeah. Traumatic sex. Traumatic sex. Yeah. yeah. Painful sex. Now, there yeah. are a lot of other people out there with gender identity issues, too. We've opened up the Pandora's box in terms of gender um, differentiation. And, uh, you know, we tried to put everybody into the two boxes of female or male, and uh, that wasn't working. And it's never really worked. If you look at any culture, the whole gender question has been... um, it's been much more openly uh, understood or at least accepted that there were many genders and, and many other cultures. And so we're just kind of catching up to that in the United States. And people may um, change or I can't think of the right word as their life goes on. They may we evolve, start off sure. evolve, but yeah. uh, start off in one arena and end up in another. Right. Perfectly okay. Right. And yes, because we are, as you say, we're all kind of moving targets, right? <laughs> you call me a moving target Some all the time. Some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I want to talk a little bit about today is the fact that everyone, every person ha- at some point has a sex or a relationship or a love question or curiosity, that that's a very natural uh, uh, experience and feeling. What I think is interesting is everybody has those questions and then what sources of information they use to try to get their answers. Right. And and that's where sexology is starting to uh, make its way. And can I just share with how excited I am about what I've been doing the last couple of weeks? Absolutely. This is another, uh, finally, it's uh, working out. Well, as, as a clinical sexologist, my, a lot of my training is in understanding human sexuality from every aspect and at every age. And I've always loved working with teens. So last week, I was able to work with 10 teenage, young teenage girls and talk about 
body image and self-image and their sexuality and even talk to them about their bodies in, in very great detail. I think you're onto something here because the school system has always tried to provide this information, but they've have to default to the the family or community standards. Uh, so if there's one person that's uncomfortable, they have to let it go. And then another person's uncomfortable with this. And the information usually becomes an anatomy lesson. This is what genitals look like. And be careful. And uh, Yeah, I don't even recently, think they go that far. It's like- recently, uh, you know, don't have sex. Right. Um, Abstinence-only programs. Abstinence-only programs, because that's the default. Nobody can argue with that, uh, although it's not very effective, if you said as you said in the past. So this smaller group, if parents can group together, and and pay for sex education, I think it's it's actually good that they have to pay to have the type of education that they want to receive. And I think that's a good model. What was fun is that these 10 moms <clears throat> brought their daughters. And then at, after I just talked to the daughters by themselves. And then at the end, the moms came in. And I briefly reviewed with the moms some of the topics that I had covered and certainly revealed nothing that the girls shared. And the moms were saying, okay, we want one of these too. <laughs> well, so much of, of sex education is by talking to close friends and what their experiences have been. And I think that's true in the teen years as people are discovering their sex uh, likes and dislikes. And I think that continues right on up through marriage and relationships. And by you having some time with people who are already a little comfortable with each other, you kind of plant a seed in that group for further discussion. You can be sure that they're still talking about oh, yeah. some of the things. And we know when we go to a lecture, we remember 10%. So if you go with 10 people, one person's going to remind the other, oh, she did talk about that. Probably the thing <clears throat> that they're remembering the most was I taught them three self-defense moves, the, right, the girls. <laughs> right. So empowerment is yes, part of definitely. Your sexuality. And I think that's true for men and women. To me, sex education is all about empowerment. You know, it's it's about empowering each person to define and design their sex life based on who they are and what they want and not what society or another human is trying to direct them to. So I think that, you know, you're going to talk to your friends about these types of things because you trust your friends. And, and that, that's true most of the time, but sometimes you might even be uncomfortable revealing some of the most intimate concerns you have, even to a close friend. And so sexology fills that area as well. And oftentimes your friends may not really have the correct answers. Well, I think that's true most of the time. Yeah. I think it's, it, it is a little bit of everybody's learning as you go. You know, a lot of trial and error, which can be fun <laughs> or traumatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that one of the things that um, my training did for me that most people haven't gone through is I really had to go through and identify and check my own biases. It, it was uh, I had to do my own deconstruction of beliefs and uh, dogma that had been implanted along my journey that could influence me in an, an unhealthy way when working with a client. 
It's interesting to get to this stage of your life. I saw you go through those changes and have pretty strong feelings about certain aspects of sexuality, only to discover that in other areas uh, of our country and our world, things were quite different. Uh-huh. Yes. And, and okay, not not necessarily bad. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about what what do you expect from the person that you ask? So if somebody wants to see a sex doctor, what, what would be your expectations? And my feeling is that your expectations should be non-judgment, that whoever you ask isn't going to judge you or, or, or um, shame you based on what you're saying, that, they, that they're unbiased that they're honest, and that if they don't know the answers, that they'll let you know, I'm not sure about that, I'm going to go research it, I'll talk to my colleagues, and I'll get back to you. A lot of times, what I see you providing is not answers, but pathways. Mm -hmm. This is a safe way to proceed. This is how you would accomplish your this, instead of trying to give them a yes or a no, because there's so many gray zones in sexuality, but how you proceed and how you pursue is really where the difficulties come in. They don't know how to take the next step, and that's where they can misstep. What what else, um, you know, people are going to contact me for or why they would see a sex doctor? Oh, it's, the list is, it's oh endless. my gosh, yes, yes. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the thing is um, if you have questions that you're uh, trouble, having trouble finding answers, one of the things I've been doing a lot more, and I'm going to be speaking to teen uh, uh, high school this week, um, is to how to talk to your kids about sex, how to, how to inquire without being nosy and how to give them information that isn't judgmental or biased. It's so complex because you might have parents who are a little out of step with their sexuality along their journey. And we've, I love your concepts of monogamy because when you do get married, the nice thing about that is the safety and the availability of more sexual time. And yet sometimes it's 100% opposite. And so you might have, in that regard, you might have two parents who have completely different views imparting these two views on their children. And instead of imparting pathways, they're, they're imparting their biases. Right. And the other thing is, how about um, health concerns? You know, when people's health changes, uh, I mean, maybe you have a partner who's um, suffered some kind of health setback. How does that affect your intimacy and your sex life? And a lot of people are afraid, like if somebody's had heart problems, heart attack, they don't know what's safe to do and and can you still have sex even if you've become ill and I, what that might look like i think it's a lot of like like a lot like regular health care you start to notice some changes maybe with your interaction with children or your partner and you don't know exactly how to proceed you give it a try you see if it works it's not successful if you keep trying you worry about perhaps going the wrong way and causing damage, so you need some professional advice. And that's a great time to get professional advice. Excellent. Well, we're about ready for a break. Um, What I'd like to do in the next segment is to talk about some of the myths around sex doctors, because I I get them all. (laughs) It's always entertaining. Well, that's that's the whole sexual... um, 
I mean, there's 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 this porn influence on on sexuality, sexology. I think. Well, sex. I mean, sadly, porn is the primary sex education for most of the kids now. Well, it's not your primary sex education. No, it's not my primary sex education, but it is for the kids. So we're going to take a little break. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about sex myths. And there is a call-in number, so check my Facebook and uh, listen to the, the in-between commercial, and I'll give you a, a call-in number. We'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communication specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back, babe. This is the Conscious Living Sexuality Show. And we're talking today about why see a sex doctor? I think uh, they're professional and they have some answers and pathways for you to enjoy your sex more often. More sex for you and me, huh? That's right. More <laughs> successful sex. Success, successful sex. That's a, that that, that's a tongue twister. Well, and I think, you know, when I say in my promo that I wrote um, that your sex life really is a barometer for the rest of your healthy, your life, your relationship, your life. And so when when your sex life changes, that is a, a warning sign that something else is, is, is out, of, out of balance. And it doesn't mean you're broken. And it doesn't mean you can't get it back on track. But it is, it does require attention and investment of time just like you you know we talk about your health bank and your money bank well your sex bank is the same way and for people that that would love to live a long time and have great sex for the for the rest of their lives that does require a conscious effort 
Absolutely. There, there are going to be pauses. Uh, life is going to interfere. Sure. And, and those are natural too. But when you don't uh, spring back from a man's standpoint. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's good. You, uh, uh, you need to check it out. We need to send that to, the, to Viagra and Cialis for their, their marketing. Are you having trouble springing back into action? <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some of the myths around sex doctors. So some of the common ones I get are, um, when do I get naked? So if I'm coming to see you, uh, do I need to be naked? Are you going to be naked? It sounds like a massage. <laughs> well, and I have nothing. I have nothing against nudity. Honestly, I am. I am a. a, a I like to be naked, but that's not how I operate my sexual my, my sex doctor profession so I, I think really you could liken a sex doctor to any medical doctor any psychological doctor any professional that you're going to visit to con- to discuss your concerns would be what a sex doctor is going to do there are people who are sex surrogates they are not practicing as sex doctors. So that's a different, that's a different line of work. They, I, they work in conjunction with psychologists who are, yes. who are working on some of the more difficult sexual areas of health. Right. Uh, definitely uh, valuable uh, tools. And so for people that contact me who are looking for sex surrogacy, I have no problem making referrals to the for to people who are working in that field. So if you're giving advice about sex, it must be uh, uh, coming from your own uh, personal sex life, right? No, <laughs> no, and that's the other thing is the myth that I'm going to talk about my sexuality, or my sex, or our sex, or any anything personal that isn't going to come into it and and I don't um, when people ask me personal questions I mean I'm, I might discuss I mean there there have been certain times where you do need to relate to someone that you know I've struggled with that myself or I've you know I to to bring the human component into it but I'm not the emphasis of any interaction the the client is the emphasis and what their concerns are and what their hopes and dreams are the one i like is is that uh, you've become an expert on penis size <laughs> and you yes. get a lot of you get a lot of pictures <laughs> do. Uh, asking if uh, this is adequate is this enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do have people say, well, I just let me just send you a picture of my dick so that I, you can tell me whether it's right. And I said, well, just the fact that you want to send me a picture tells me you're not right. <laughs> I don't do that. But I do chew them out because, you know, you don't for, for the men out there that are listening, the boys out there that are listening, don't send dick pics. Just don't ever. Just don't do it. I mean, it's really simple. Make a make a blanket statement that you're never going to send them, and then you never will be accused of sexual assault for sending a dick pic unsolicited, and you won't get caught having something out on the internet that you may be you may regret later. Because you can't get them back. You know, once you put that stuff out there, you can't get it back. No matter how many times you think you've deleted We've it. We've seen one or two politicians go down on that in that aspect of. <laughs> Um, Going down on the on the dick pic, huh? 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, dear. You know, I, my sense of humor is just something. It's sick. Well, and I think that a lot of times guys send them in hopes that you're going to reciprocate, right? If, if I send you one, you'll send me one. And, you know, chances are that's not going to happen. I know there are a lot more women out there that are more aggressive and are, are pursuing their sex dreams um, much more assertively. I commend them. I still think you need to ask permission. Consensual is key. So if you want to send a dick pic, ask first. I think that uh, there is a curiosity uh, from women about size. I mean, we see that on the internet, mm-hmm. but it's a little different when it's reality versus virtual. It's a little more stark when you're not in any type of relationship with somebody. You don't even know them and right. you're getting a picture. Well, and I, you know, the thing that I've talked about on this show a lot is that for women, the a man's penis is not the priority. You know, that's not what brings women the most enjoyment at the beginning. So for a guy to think that sex is all about his dick, he's missing the point that that for him, sex is about his dick for his pleasure, not for hers. So, you know, now uh, you can see why if there's 100 million men in the United States that are sexually active that... They all need to call you up. Yes, please. <laughs> because. Because. Because <laughs> they all think it's about their dick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're hoping for that. Well, half of them are hoping well, and because it's he, a bell curve. The real, I mean, his sex is about his dick. But if you want to have, if you just want to have sex with your dick, then do it with yourself. That's fine. I think but as soon as you engage with a partner, you have to understand where their sex is and where their pleasure is and what they need in order to enjoy the interaction. So, again, the myth is, is that size is the most important ingredient in a sexual relationship. And the information is, is that men are a little out of touch with what women want because they assume that women want the same thing as they want, which is all about their dick. All about the dick. Right. Yeah. So right. so that's another myth that, that comes up. So let's, what other things do people uh, have when they call you? Is there, are there other misunderstandings or is it mainly along those lines? Well, and I think some people think that when they call that um, I'm going to want to watch them have sex. That, oh. that, that they're going to, because I do, um, you know, the, my appointments, they think that they're, they, they need to get naked and that they need to have sex or masturbate or whatever so that I can watch and make sure they're doing it right. There's so <laughs> much I, personal training going on out there. I guess they feel like maybe you're a, a personal trainer. I'm a personal trainer. <laughs> Very personal trainer. I'm just the trying to imagine. Trainer. I mean, see, that that's the thing about when people, if you really pause and think about it, Sexual time is about how you're feeling and what you're experiencing, not what you're doing. So it's the same as uh, I'll, I'll, I'll switch gears and I'll liken it to a yoga practice. We, we think yoga is all about what you're doing and yoga is nothing about what you're doing. It's what you're feeling. 
It's what you're experiencing. It's what you're thinking about. It's what you're desiring, what it's opening for you, what it, how it's challenging you, all of those things. It's about your personal journey. And sexual time is the same thing. And then you're sharing that so intimately with this other person. I think it's going to go back and forth, too, as, as you're in, in a sexual a moment where you're going to be thinking about how you're feeling. You're going to be thinking about how they're feeling. You're going to be thinking about how you're feeling. It has to go back and forth. Sure. Because there has to be enjoyment. Right. If men aren't enjoying it, then it's kind of all over. Right. But as an, as an observer of that interaction, how in the world would I even as an observer know what they're experiencing? You right. know? It's more just like watching live porn then. Right. And I mean that then that would be for that would be my thing, not for them. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think that's <clears throat> that's what I keep wanting to come back to is that as a sex doctor, it's not about me getting off on what you're doing or saying. It's really about me holding a safe presence for you to be able to express your concerns ask your questions, and then trust that you're going to get some kind of direction so that you can feel happier and better about your life. Right. In a nutshell. I just need to do sex in a nutshell. <laughs> so <laughs> if close you go quarters. back, there's so many reasons to, to talk to a sex doctor, but uh, them observing your sex is not what happens with those types of encounters. No. Really, you're getting information on how to proceed with your sexual time, with your partner, with interactions that you hope to have, um, improve communications. Uh, all of those things are what uh, are about having a consultation with a sexologist. In the next segment, I'm going to talk about how to utilize a sex doctor and what a sessions, what the sessions look like, how the sessions go, so that people know one how to initiate it, what to expect when they when they call in for their appointment or they come for their appointment. When to get undressed. When when what to wear. <laughs> yes, all of that, Mark. <laughs> summarizing for you there. Yeah. And then, you know, how much time a person needs for their appointments is totally dependent on what they want to get out of it. So there's lots of options for people so that they understand how to how to use this to their advantage. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to come back in just a moment and you can call in if you have a question, call in 866 866- 613-1612 and we'll answer your question on the air. You can also write to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com if you have questions that you'd like us to answer in future shows. We'll be right back. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. 
empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. You're listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is Conscious Living Sexuality Show. Mark and I are here in Southern California in the midst of a house that's under construction. (laughs) So like life, you know, we're all building, rebuilding, tearing down, building back up. And our sex lives can be the same way as our relationships are. And I think it's important for people to have tune-ups periodically. That's another option that people can do for uh, use of a sex doctor. Well, I think a lot of people see a medical doctor for preventive care. Right. And I think you could use the same knowledge because, or the same analogy, because you want your sex life to remain healthy and vibrant. I just uh, did an outline for an upcoming project, and it's a three-day intimacy retreat. And I think that would be... Maybe we could put that to use for couples who want an intimacy tune-up. Well, I think if a couple um, is interested, you could get a group of people together and call Nancy and you might be able to set up something. Yes. Because that's really what that next step, taking the step to call up a sex doctor and make an appointment or to have that interaction there seems to be a barrier to doing that. There's a fear, which is kind of interesting. You know, that there's a fear of calling a sex doctor as much as there is about sexuality itself. And I think that, uh, and that's why I'm doing the show today, is to dispel the myth so that people aren't afraid. And if it does seem like something that they feel would benefit their relationship or their own understanding of their sexuality, then they know how it's easier to access. I think that in the last segment, we just covered the concepts of why what people think isn't that could happen during a sex uh, therapy session, and you don't have to get naked. You don't have to. No, I don't. I want. I don't want you to get naked. Right. <laughs> right. No. Well, I mean, you have people come. You know, people call in, and they're being ornery. They're 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 exhibitionists. They're voyeurs. They they want to have that that porn interaction. But there might be people out there who are interested in talking to a sexologist and be nervous that that may be what's required. Right. Because when people come into a regular doctor and they're getting a hernia check yeah. or a pap smear or Yeah, you or make people get check, naked more than I do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, people don't come in because of fear of what might occur during the appointment. And what you're saying is, is that there absolutely are no reasons to be afraid right. because you're non-judgmental and it's a conversation. Yes. So one of the things that people do is they just need to um, they just need to contact a sex doctor. And I'll just use myself as an example, but I'm not <clears> the only <throat> sex doctor out there. And 
first know who your sex doctor is because we all have different eclectic backgrounds. So my background has been in healthcare for 30 something years and as an educator. Um, and then I have a, an Eastern philosophy that kind of brings a yin yang to my, to my teachings and that's where the consciousness comes in. So you'd make an appointment and some people just want a question answered. They might have 15 minutes worth of a question and answer that's very possible to to buy a 15 minute time segment and have get your question answered directly and concisely so that you can go on your merry way with 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 good information solid information well each interaction that you have with the doctor you get more comfortable with that relationship there is a patient doctor relationship and and you get more comfortable with it and if you're not comfortable with it it doesn't mean that you shouldn't pursue answers to your questions it just means that you need a different doctor right so so you know take that step try people interview me they want to see if I'm making sense for them and if I don't they go see someone else right. and that's fine I, I like that in fact yeah so so you so you could do that and the other thing to understand about a sex doctor um I, had a, I actually had a guy recently say, well, I don't want to pay you. I just want to get, I just want to talk to somebody about sex. I found this other person who's a porn star and they'll talk to me about sex. Okay. First of all, that's fine. That person knows a lot about their own sexuality, but they don't have a doctor patient confidentiality understanding with you. And they're they're not of they're not an educated professional, so you're going to get a very different service that way, which is fine. That may be what you want is just to be able to have that um, voyeuristic uh, exhibitionism kind of interaction. Well, I think I think other people who aren't trained in sexuality are going to echo their own personal experiences, whereas. A sexologist is going to improve your communication and allow you to kind of pursue the pathway that you think you're interested in pursuing safely. Yes. Beautiful. So if you if you want to have an appointment, you you're, you are going to be paying for the service, so you want it to be as efficient as possible. So how would an appointment unfold if, if someone schedules with you and they make the payment? How does that how does that proceed? Oftentimes, depending on what their their uh, initial uh, conversation with me in writing is that they're looking for, if it's a question about their relationship, then I might ask them if they would if they could invite their partner to it, because I I feel like for couples and relationships that my my best work would be done with the couple. Um, and then I might separate them for, for individual sessions later. But I like to see the couple. And I, I do all my appointments via Skype or Zoom or FaceTime. And the reason that I do that is, one, people can stay they stay in the comfort of their own home so they feel private. Two, as it's very important for me to read body language and facial expressions. And so, uh, because as I understand communication, only about 20 or 30% of our communication is verbal. So I want to see the whole person and I want to see how people interact with each other. 
how their body language is with each other. That's really important to me. If they're, if somebody's co- contacting me for a deeper sexual issue, then I have an intake form that's a sex history. So I'll send them that. They can, they'll fill that out in advance so that I have time to look it over before I see them and see what kind of uh, patterns I, I notice. If somebody is definitely dealing with uh, deeper psychological issues, then I will refer them to uh, a therapist, an uh, actual marriage family therapist or a psychologist. Uh, I might work in conjunction with. I have many psychologists and marriage family counselors that I work with in conjunction. So, so this, we can this, do a team approach. So this works out like a consultation. Yes. Only you're making a self-referral. Oftentimes, people who are sent to a consultant, their records are forwarded. The doctor receiving the records has a chance to review them. And when you've had the appointment, the there's a plan. There's a plan of action. Right. And some outcome of the appointment. The questions sometimes can't be answered exactly the way you think they're going to be answered, but there is a plan of action. Right. And I always send a follow-up um, email with uh, covering what we discussed, any homework assignments that I've, um, or, or references to books or videos or any of that sort of thing, or even sex toys. Or homework. Or homework, yeah, sex work. So I'll, I, I always give people some kind of homework assignment. So I think, you know, preparation makes the visit more efficient. Right. And more effective because you're trying to have a plan of action. And you're trying to get your questions answered. Yes. And then follow-up appointments. Um, some people want regular appointments. Some people just one time and they feel so much better about their curiosities and and their confusion that they don't feel like they really need, um, they don't need any, any further follow-up. And so it works out well. I also do, um, you know, in with sex toys, I am the Sibian doctor, Sibian sex doctor, and so I do a lot of education around use of toys safely because a lot of times people will purchase these toys and really not understand how to use them effectively and how to use them safely. So I do a lot of work with couples around that. Unlike other medical devices, uh, sex toys often have a disclaimer <laughs> that it's it's not to be used internally. It's right. not what it seems to be. They f- are fully aware of that it is going to be. Right. Um, and so you have to be in the kind of the buyer beware uh, a category where you get a lot more of your own information. Otherwise, things can go south on you. And like I said, it's not approved. It's just available. Well, I'm getting more questions about things like pegging, and and uh, so you know how to how to initiate how to initiate pegging, how to do it safely, any kind of anal penetration. I mean, these are things that people are a little embarrassed about or squeamish about. I am not, so we can have conversations about how to proceed so that people feel comfortable and are safe. And I think those are the two most important things. Nothing nothing that will uh, impede a healthy sex life than an injury. Right. 
Right. And um, when we come back, maybe we can talk about some of the sex injuries you've seen as a, as a medical doctor that could that be avoided. I think that might be a whole other segment. Uh, but, <laughs> or another uh, show. Another huh? show. Uh, but again, you need information about these things. I, I think the, you know, the work that you're doing with Bunny and the Sibian is excellent because I think that's a great way that that company's been in uh, existence for 35 years. Or 33 years, yeah. And, uh, and so there's a lot of experience and they seem to be very interested in health and well-being. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to finish our, our concepts and talk. give some examples about people that have come to see sex doctors, concerns or questions that have been asked. And if you have any questions, make sure you use the, cell, the call-in number 866-613-1612, and we'll be right back. Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce offers a private practice in clinical sexology, relationship coaching, and is a health, intimacy, and communications specialist. Dr. Nancy is the CEO of ELR. Empower, love, and reawaken. Dr. Nancy passionately designs and facilitates global seminars and retreats for women and those who adore them. She focuses on women's health, teaching them about their body, right to pleasure, positive body image, and loving acceptance. Connect with Dr. Nancy Sutton-Pierce at drnsp.com. That's drnsp.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You are listening to The Conscious Living Show. To reach the doctors or their guest on the live show, feel free to call in to 1-866-613-1612 or send an email to Dr. Nancy at drnsp.com. Now, back to The Conscious Living Show. Welcome back. This is Conscious Living Sexuality, and we're talking about what do you, what happens when you go see a sex doctor. And why to see a sex doctor. And why to see a sex doctor and how it helps and who who it helps. You know, what kind of person goes to a sex doctor? And some of the things that, um, that have brought people to me uh, are really important things, uh, such as uh, relationships. You know, they want to keep their relationship healthy and they feel like they've, they've run off track a little bit. And so, how how to do that so that you can you can uh, you can feel like you're you're keeping the momentum going in your in your relationship. Well, you've had so many different uh, questions. I mean, safety. We have the Me Too yes. uh, issues that are out there. Uh, companies that need guidance on how to set up their employment manuals. Uh, the Sibian, you know, how to, how to be using uh, toys effectively and safely. There's, there's so many reasons to call a sexologist and get more information. So 
I think that uh, you know that's that's what's interesting is you have so many different ways that you can do that. One of the one of the common things uh, that I'm that I hear from couples is that they feel like their sex drives have become uh, out of balance or mismatched, or they've always been mismatched, and now that now they're you know 20 years later they're coming to the sex doctor. Well, those are the it. most difficult ones. Definitely. So. We do have a caller with a question, so we'll go ahead and take one caller. We have uh, Winston in Boston. Winston, good morning. Do you have a question for us? First of all, I just want to say that I really enjoy you guys' show. Every week, I'm somewhere in this beautiful country. I definitely follow you guys. I just want to say that you guys really are the best. Thanks. the word. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Just want to ask a question regarding Pagan. Just okay. want to see, um, is that something that's pretty common, or is that something that's just uh, just recently started happening? I think it's always been very common. Even if you look back into the Greek days, um, anal sex uh, among uh, heterosexual men has has always been a curiosity. I mean, that part of the body has sensation. So, I mean, it, even though it's been equated with homosexuality, it isn't, um, it's not just with, that's not just something that people do who are homosexual. So, it is a natural curiosity that many people have. I think it's both, though. I think I've, I've seen more recent curiosity about that as well. I think more recent curiosity for women to want to do that. With oh men, my goodness! Because it's it's a it's a more it's a more assertive action that women can feel more empowered. There so, you go. There you go. So both. It's been out there for a while, and now it's getting a little bit more. It's changing. It's right. another. Example. Now I think I think more women are initiating it. Yes. 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 But it's a, yeah. a, that's my one wife, of those things that I I talked really to women. Uh huh. And it's it's a my it's a power is, exchange. Right. Yes. Just so I think with that the verbal part of it, it just gets a little out of control. So I'm like, okay, calm down now. Well, and that's where the communication is very important, and that it's consensual, and that it's done safely. Um, I mean, we can right. harm we can harm our partners if we're not careful. So you know, uh, protection, condoms, lube, you know, lots of lube and more lube. I mean, I think I can't emphasize that enough. Understanding that this is a power exchange between two partners who are in an intimate relationship, if pegging itself is uncomfortable for one of the partners, one of the things that Nancy could provide is how to do that power exchange in other ways that might be agreeable to both people. Yes. Sensual domination. Yes. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, a, there's a lot of ways to exchange the power that doesn't have to be in, um, in such an aggressive way if it's not being received equally as enthusiastically by the other person. Exactly. Find that common ground. Yes. Thanks for calling, yeah, Winston, thank and we thanks for listening. It. We thank appreciate you so much. For us, trying to keep this Love going. your show. Thank you. Have a good day. 
All right. common ground. That's uh, so important. It is. That's why those consent forms are so fun. Yes. And maybe um, I, I, I'm in touch with Winston on some of my social media, so maybe I can send him a copy of a consent form that he and his partner could utilize. And that would be something that I would do in a, in a consultation is to help people create a consent form so that number one it's sexy as hell it's fun and it really opens the door to communication i I think that uh the me too movement is going to improve our sexual energy uh not be a detriment to it as so many people have feared between the BDSM community and um, Fifty Shades of Fun coming out and the Me Too movement, I truly am grateful for both of these because I think it's brought these conversations into the common household. It's brought the conversation about bondage or domination. It's brought the, brought the concept of consent and how to get consent and what that feels like when you when you get con- enthusiastic consent i think these are just critical issues with our with our cultural shift and with empowerment of both men and women in their sexuality so yeah so well there's so many different questions that come up in in my mind about that go for it ask me well let's go on with the show and we'll bring that back at another time but Let's think about the fact that when those books, Fifty Shades of Grey, were out, you know, a few men read those books, and just about every woman I know read those books. Right. So there was a real difference and in interest in that type of writing, and I think that reflects back on some roles that people like to pay, play in their sexual life, and I think that would be a good place to start. Anytime there's a difference I mean, that's like doing the best poll ever. Uh-huh. Well, that, that, that's one of the things that I, I saw with that. I've had a lot of, um, you know, literary uh, snobs <laughs> say, oh, you know, the book, they were written horribly and all these things. And I say, yes, but they got the conversation started. Grandmas, aunties daughters people were conversing people were reading these books so openly and without shame to me that's a huge cultural shift is that women all around the country and all around the world were reading these books in the open and talking about them with their friends what do you think of this how would this feel what do you i mean i thought that was the most brilliant piece of that movement well again if men were to understand that and a consultation with you could help them understand that then they could see why the differences are there uh, you know do women want to be dominated or in this new environment do they want to dominate and it's important to know which side of that line your partner's on, or you might be surprised. I think oftentimes you're surprised. I've, I've found that the, most of the people that want to be dominated are people that, are, that have very uh, powerful jobs, people that are in charge a lot, um, that are making decisions a lot, and they get exhausted by having to make so many decisions that they want to be just surrender and have somebody else make the decisions for them. Well, and, and there are people who trade off. Trade off, yeah, trade off's yes. good. <laughs> you know, tonight I will uh, 
initiate and and dominate. So um, so I have an event coming up in June. Um, it's called the Exotic Lifestyle Retreat, and it's for women. It's a it's empowered women empowering women, and it's really about sex education. And you said something earlier that I just want to um, reiterate. You said there's a big difference between having sex with someone else and exploring your own sexuality. And my event is about exploring your own sexuality, which includes your beliefs about it, your how you feel about it, body image, uh, understanding your own anatomy, understanding your right to pleasure, and understanding consent. Well, if you're exploring your own ex- sexuality and then you have the communication tools to let your partner understand where you are at that time because I teasingly call you a moving target. It would be an interesting survey to ask other men if they thought their partners were moving targets. And, you know, that's what keeps it spicy. Yes. So what, if you want to find out about this event that I have in June, we do have a few more rooms available. It's a week-long retreat in Jamaica. It's at a very sexy resort, so you'll have lots of chances to explore your own boundaries, to shake loose your rules, and then pick back up the ones that you choose to pick back up. If you can go to my website, drnsp.com, if you go to events calendar, uh, I give a full description of the event and why I started this, because I think that's important to understand. Well, I think it's important for people to know that it is almost like a sexual seminar. Every day there's a class on healthy sexual interaction. Right. And... That's the there's learning. It's, yes. it's a vacation. It's an exploration with guaranteed learning. Exactly. Thank you for saying that. Absolutely. So I think we have to remember. Um, thanks again for the for being here with me, babe. Next week we'll be live on Facebook while we while we air again. So we'll we'll test those waters. So you can check out uh, my Facebook accounts. But I think it's important that we remember every day to love hard laugh more and kiss longer and when i say kiss longer how does what does that mean three seconds five seconds 20 seconds <laughs> well i've been trying variations on that lately yeah <laughs> well that's good keep it keep it variable well don't I, be predictable i've been licking you in the eyes more carefully i thought you I said start. licking me in the eyes <laughs> That's another that's another technique we have to try. <laughs> you just preempted my whole thought there, dear. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So we're going to be back next week, uh, same time, same station, and uh, make this the best week yet. Namaste. Namaste. I remember that three-second rule. Yes. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget 
Rose of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining us this week for the Conscious Living Show. Be sure to join Dr. Nancy, Dr. Mark, and their guests next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Have a healthy, sexy week in every way. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Thrones of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Thrones of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.